This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right. Welcome to another episode of Line Dance Podcast. Megan and I are driving to an event in Fremont from Sonoma County. It is the Amy and Friends Social. And... The sound you are hearing outside the window is so much rain. It is very wet outside. So much rain. We today will be looking at a list entitled 21 Reasons You Should Create Art as it relates to line dance. There's a little um, intro where it says, Why Should You Be Creating Art? As an artist, practitioner, and instructor, I am always interested in people's artistic motivations, especially when they feel that they don't naturally have talent. Here's a great article I found by Adam Singer at Future Buzz. I have a theory. I believe that the ability to make art, whether music, drawing, painting, sculpting, it doesn't matter what kind, is an inherently human trait. Anyone who makes the statement, I am not creative, is wrong. Translated, it means, I never tried. We are hardwired for creativity. It is just a matter of owning it to a specific craft. And it is perhaps one of the most rewarding feelings you can have, giving life to something original from within yourself to share with the world purely for intrinsic value. Not convinced you should be an artist yet? Here's 21 more reasons to consider it. Number one, creativity breeds success. Whether you're in marketing or an entrepreneur or any part of the business world, it is vital to culture internal creativity. Okay. What do you got? Um, oh, that's a, a little bit tricky for me moment i have uh one quick one please which is that if you are going to try to do anything um like world shaking and name creating in the circuit and you're not a choreographer but you're just kind of covering other people's stuff and like always teaching somebody else's then you might be very good at instructing and you'll probably get invited to events just based on how good you are but the people who are like Splashed in the middle of the flyer are probably the ones who are creating their own strange new dances. And in that sense, creativity would breed success because you really have to create in order for people to be intrigued by you and your taste and your style. And where do these ideas come from? Like, you can kind of understand when a person teaches really well, like, what is it that makes them a good teacher? But it's harder to understand how does somebody create the way, like, a guy Monday would create. Yeah. Or, or Rachel, with all the different styles she's done. That's an excellent point. Yeah, because um, yeah, I know part of the reason why I attend certain events um, has to do with the fact that um, the choreographer is at the event. So, you know, I'm, I as an attendee am paying to see them. Um, not that I have, I mean, I do enjoy learning other dances from in chore, uh, chore, an instructor that might not necessarily be their specific dance. However, I do really, really enjoy when it's the choreographer teaching their own work because it builds a little bit more of a connection as well as I, like, I'm understanding what they're trying to, to get across a little bit more because they're able to not only show it to me but explain it to me. 
Um, and therefore, the, I feel like the students learn better. Yep. Number two. Do you watch TV? Make art instead. What if, instead of being passively entertained, you could actively engage your mind in something that, instead of leaving you empty inside, left you fulfilled and glowing? Try it. Well, that is kind of the sum of choreography for me. Mm. <laughs> um, being able to create something allows you so many facets of exploration and it allows you to pass hours on end without ever realizing it um, and you know it really just engages you know your mind and your body and like you know feelings and emotions and like new sensations so that pretty much sums it up. In one of our episodes a while back, we talked about how different kinds of foods, like if they're healthy, can satisfy the craving that you're having for a specific kind of junk food. Mm -hmm. So like if you're feeling like you need sugar, then maybe you actually need something like starch or a carbohydrate. Yeah. And in this case, if you are craving something on TV, it might just be that you want... Uh, that novelty, like not knowing what the characters are going to do next. And when you are creating something like choreography, you don't even know what's coming next. Because when you're just moving to music and seeing what's, you know, comes out of your legs, like it's, it's so cutting edge that like even your brain has trouble registering what it's doing. And then of course you can always watch the, if you're recording yourself, you can watch the video back and then, um, experience it again as like a new thing yeah. so yeah in, the, in this in this sense that would be um, my closest parallel for not watching TV and making art instead you get the novelty but you also get a product that's yours after after yeah. creating it <laughs> number three art is a lifelong pu lifelong challenge an infinite intellectual puzzle and then the description underneath just says carved bamboo stamps for printing. And that's all. So, art is a lifelong puzzle and infinite intellectual... Lifelong challenge and infinite intellectual puzzle. Well, I mean, that, again, describes choreography perfectly. I mean, mm -hmm. it's... You're piecing together movements in a way that fits that particular song. Um, that fingers crossed, if you're doing correctly, won't injure anybody, yep. um, and really be able to express the bigger picture, like a puzzle does, um, as well as it's something that, if you do more than once, creates a bigger picture, because now you have, you know, a list of choreographed dance dances that make up you. Mm -hmm. So. Moving on. Number four. You'll meet interesting people and make real connections. Art is a great enabler of opening us up to each other and a guaranteed way to connect with like-minded people. Well. Well. As we head to a social. Yeah, right. 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've never met interesting people at all during fine dancing. <laughs> no, um, some of the best relationships I have experienced have come from uh, line dancing. And without people who are choreographing, I would never have that option. As well as I've made some really, really close connections with the choreographers themselves. You know, some of them in Malaysia, some of them in Australia, some of them in Florida, some of them, you know, local, mm. some in, you know, Denver, mm. <laughs> all over the world. And it's been <clears throat> quite an experience. Watch out, accident reported ahead. For me, so I can only imagine being a choreographer and being able to travel to all of these countries and these states and being a part of these classes that just get to meet all kinds of people and really form connections like what that would be like mm-hmm. um, as well as you know is a it speaks well to like co-choreographing too oh yeah you really learn a lot about the other person that you're working with and I mean there's a reason why people like Simon and Rachel have so many co-choreographed dances together Mm -hmm. because there's a relationship that they have formed with trust and respect for each other's work and expression Mm -hmm. and they work well together Mm -hmm. so I would also and you covered a lot right there. Um, one thing that I, I've noticed with the dance world is that I feel like I can be my best self there. And I think a lot of yes. other people are kind of do the same, where we're sort of free from all the political and whatever other kind of stuff we have you know, with people back home and who you feel like you have to be with them. And when you show up to a dance function... It's all politeness and... And, like, a mutual good respect. Good cheer. Yeah. Yeah. So, by having that mood of it's okay to talk to people, people are not going to tease you, like, you're safe here, it's easier and faster to make a connection with somebody because you don't have to go through all that who is this person, who is this stranger, like you would on, like, the subway or something, yeah. you know? where you have to get through all these fences that they might be putting up. When you're dancing or at a dance function, you might be shy, but you don't see as much of the fence stuff. I don't really see fake people that I know of when we're all out dancing. I think there's something about uh, doing, especially some of these specific dances that like really takes your guard down and opens you up. And when, when you're that vulnerable in front of all these people, even if it's only for three or four minutes, you feel that sense that, like, you can kind of trust them. If it's just in the sense that, like, you can set down your bag and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, there's there's certainly that as a dancer, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be able to experience that had people not, you know, created those dances in the first place. Right. And it's, a, it's another way to, like, really bond with the choreographer, too, mm-hmm. is 
is because, you know, when they do these very, like, vulnerable or emotional or even just um, physically challenging dances, mm-hmm. like, that struggle together, mm-hmm. you know, like, it gives you this sense of camaraderie mm-hmm. and you almost feel... If the choreographer did what I think as the job well done, mm-hmm. um, you get a little piece of them. Yep. And by you dancing their dance, they get a little piece of you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since you are you know, bringing it back to creation in, in that sense um, and how that helps make the real connections, it's, it's easy to be a person who just learns other people's dances and then does them and then sits back on your golden throne and say, well, here's what I think of this one and this one. And you never really have to show anything of yourself. Um, but when you, when you create something of your own and submit it to everybody else's review, now you are opening yourself up to being humbled and critiqued. And as unapproachable as the judge on the golden throne might be, if they do create something and take that risk and make themselves uh, a potential you know, target for other people's judgment, mm-hmm. then other people, at least that, uh, from, I've, from what I've seen in the dance community, Stay to the left to I-580 east. other people might be more patient and forgiving. Um, knowing that that person would want to be treated kindly. Exactly. Yeah. Number five of 21. Digital technologies enable you to easily share your results with the world. Whether you're into music, photography, or visual art, it's, it's now as easy as clicking a mouse to share your results with thousands, even millions of people. So that video from uh, the Crystal Boot Awards. in the tens of thousands I think last time I looked it was like 80,000 80, views in with, within just a few days of it being Stay posted to the left to I-580 East and Downtown Oakland. some of those you know a good chunk of those people were probably already line dancers but a lot of them might not have been it might have just been a thing that somebody shared with their friends and their friends saw that wow this looks cool what is this so, yeah, with that particular you know, video sharing technology, whether on Facebook or YouTube or whatever else, sometimes Vimeo when you're trying to be copyright, cough, cough, um, it's, it's very easy for somebody to, at a glance, see what your art is and decide whether it's something they want to pick up, um, as opposed to looking at a step sheet, which might have been the older way of doing things, where that's all you had. And it's a lot less intuitive. Yeah. I mean, um, think about the video that I shared to uh, my one Facebook page uh, with Joe Thompson's Mansky doing Dizzy Contra. It's mm-hmm. 6,000 views already. And that's, you know, the choreographer having fun with a group of dancers, having that, you know, shared experience, celebrating one of her creations, and, you know, 
tons of people have seen it already. Yep. Continuous train for 14 minutes to exit 34. It makes co-choreography a lot easier as well. Uh, because, again, it's, it's one thing to send somebody your step sheet and have them try to pick it up from there, but it can be a lot quicker to just watch whatever it is you came up with and then you don't have to go through all the trouble of writing it down. If it's not going to work, you know within a few seconds. Mm -hmm. You can see how that turn is going to be too too far or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, it's also... I mean, technology nowadays, everything's at our fingertips with our smartphones and our tablets and our laptops. And, you know, I get notification when videos go up on YouTube for certain choreographers. Yep. Or certain dance instructors, you know, and it's like, I'm so eager to see what's out there that, that fills that instant gratification need that we all have right now. Um, but it's a great way to get your dances seen and out there and, um, you know, it used to be that these circuit events were, you know, all the choreographers would come and just share their dances with each other so that then they could take them back to their local venue or studio or what have you and then teach it. And that's how the dances used to get spread. Well, now, you know, with YouTube and Copper Knob and WhatsApp and, you know, like all these different means of communication... You know, it's a whole lot easier to be able to share that with other people. And also to get feedback. So if you are thinking about getting started in this and you're not sure that you're good enough to create something new, well, you don't have to just, you know, wait till the next event you can afford to you know, attend to ask somebody for help. A lot of these choreographers will put their email address at the bottom of their step sheets. Mm -hmm. So if, if you send your potential dance out to a few people and maybe you have a video showing what it is you're trying to do, then they can guide you through you know, what's what working for them or what, what isn't. And you can get a lot better a lot faster. You'll, oh, yeah. you'll get that feedback quicker than if you did have to wait until the next event when you saw them. You can just go back and forth over email. Yeah. Number six. There is no greater feeling of freedom. Getting lost in the moment while creating art is liberating beyond anything else I have experienced. Um, this is one of the reasons why I am personally dipping my feet into choreography. Um, I want to use it as a creative outlet and as a self-exploration. So when you hear a song that you like, you're moved by it somehow. When you then start breaking it down and trying to put movement to it, you're trying to express something. And what you originally thought you were going to express might not actually be what you end up expressing in the end. It, must, it might be something completely different, much deeper, um, 
you know, like emotions you didn't realize you had when it came to this particular song and or movements. Uh, as well as, I mean, when we did our little experiment, but it was like six hours long. I didn't, I didn't even realize it because we were just so engaged in what was going on. Yep. Um, I can move over if you can. Oh, we're uh, navigating traffic. Yeah. And this guy behind us is in a big old hurry. Maybe he's getting to the social too. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, as, you know, exploring what I might be feeling with one song might change as I listen to it more, as I start moving with it. Um, and I might discover things about myself and my abilities and like ways of seeing movement or creativity or any of that kind of stuff that I originally didn't think I had. And I think that's a huge, huge benefit of choreography. Yeah, that's a point that I would eventually like to get to where they say... You know, no greater, no greater feeling of freedom and uh, you know, losing yourself in it. I've definitely gotten into a zone with dances that have me fully engaged after I already know them. But I think it would be really interesting to see whether I could do that in creating something as well. Whether my body will just flow from one movement to the next and not overthink or get stuck and wait, how is this going to work? Or do I need to put one of these in? If it just does whatever it needs to do for 32 counts or 64 or however many that'll be an interesting stage to hit because I currently am a little bit more like methodical and mathematical in like just developing the structure of the thing um, but that would be that would be a, a different experience altogether to have um you know, one of those five-minute things that some people in the interviews have said where, like, they'll, they'll be driving and as soon as they park, they have the whole dance done. Like, yeah. it just happens in their head. And they don't, you know, sometimes if you really let yourself get into it, you don't even really under, understand where it's coming from, but you trust <coughs> it. You, know, you just let it come out. Excuse me. Yeah. Number I'm seven. Hoping, I'm hoping there, too. There is no wrong answer. You can make anything you want, and if it is pleasing to you... It, if it is successful, there is never a wrong answer. You don't even have to share it with the world. In fact, I probably share only about 1% of what I make with the world. It is always more enjoyable to make art for intrinsic reasons than extrinsic. Yes. Yeah. I have dances like that where I might be the only person who will ever do them, but I like them. Yes. Um, I've talked to a couple different choreographers and say that they have some that they've never published. Um only because they wanted it for them. Yeah. They, they heard the song, they wanted that dance to go with it, but they didn't see a need to put it out to the public um, because it just fulfilled whatever need they felt during creating it. Um, and I think that's, that's part of that, it being very personable, or personable, personal, <clears throat> and... Sometimes, you know, it might be too vulnerable or too exposing or it might just feel that quick need of like, hey, I like this song. I want to see what I can do. 
cool. I did something awesome. Uh, now what? You know, there's no there's no limit onto it. And that's not to say that you know, in ten years from now, someone might not release a dance. You know, that was already ten years old. So, because you know, maybe now someone approaches them with the "I really wish there was a dance to this song." And like, well, funny you mentioned that. Yep. Oh yeah, and uh, looking again at the title, there is no wrong answer. Just look how many answers there are for "Can't Stop the Feeling." Something for everyone. Right? 20 answers, all legitimate. <laughs> Number eight, yes you can. I stated this in the introduction, but I'll say it again. To be a human being is to be a creature of creativity. Art and creative expressive freedom is something that each and every person is capable of. To not at least create some art is to not fully embrace your internal capabilities. Um... Paraphrasing here, one of my favorite quotes is that whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're usually right. Um, it is totally possible for anyone to put together movements. Yep. Um, whether you've danced before or not. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it might be harder or easier for other people. Um, that doesn't really matter. It's about your journey. And it's something that I think everyone should do. If nothing more than just to explore how their body moves or feels in certain movements. Um, like, I mean, there was certain things in some of the creation processes that I've been involved in where it was like, okay, now does this feel weird because I haven't done it before? Or does this feel weird because it's like pulling on a muscle that shouldn't be pulled on? Um, there's also things where, <clears throat> you know, we've naturally added the swivets. So, you know, it made sense if like, multiples of us are doing the same movement just naturally adding it as a variation like well we might as well as make that more prominent to the dance itself and make it an actual step as opposed to you know just the oh yeah this is just how we do it yeah for context that is in uh, the dance my shot which is available on copper knob and line dancer web I guess lightdancer.com yes. something like that um totally lost my train of thought there <laughs> the title was yes you can there we go um and I was saying how I think it is really really important just for your own exploration and pushing yourself you'll be a better dancer afterwards even just creating something very, very simple, 16 cow keels and grapevines and, you know, something very basic, um, even up to something, you know, high, advanced, zero walls, steps, many, you know, it, there's no limit except for the limit you set yourself. I think there's a big trust component as well where Watch out. it's, it's similar to the way that new dancers can feel 
going onto a floor where they're not sure if they're going to be teased or singled out. It's when you do it a few times and nobody reacts in that way that you are afraid of that you start to trust the dance floor and the dance environment. So you know that nobody's going to pick on you. It's, it's okay to do whatever you want to do. And then suddenly when you are trying to choreograph, you get completely reset and you think, okay, well, dancing's one thing, but nobody's going to accept that I'm a legitimate choreographer. Like, I'm, I'm just putting these basics together and people are going to see right through that. They, they're not going to want to do this dance. They're going to want to do somebody else's much cooler, better dance. Um, and after a while of putting things out there and nobody telling you you need to quit choreography, you start to trust, oh, maybe no one's going to tell me to quit choreography. This is okay. Like, I'm allowed to do this. I, I can enjoy this and no one's going to stop me. But you won't know that. You won't get that intuitive sense of that, that feeling, that, that comfort in doing it until you do it a few times. Because people can keep telling you and reassuring you beforehand, but you might not believe them until you experience it. Number nine. Cooking is art. Writing is art. Comedy is art. Photography is art. Gardening is art. Ellipses. Dot, dot, dot. Art is really whatever you make of it. The definition is so wide open. How did they not say dance? Oh, because they were going for things that aren't conventionally looked at as art. That makes sense. Well, yeah, dance is art. <laughs> art is really whatever you make of the definition, so way wide open. Um, yeah, so I guess with the examples they listed, it's putting things together in a new way. So when you're cooking, you're putting together the recipe. Writing, you're putting together words. Comedy, you're putting together words and maybe mannerisms and timing. Mm -hmm. uh, photography, you're putting together objects in light and showing how the light you know, works off of the, the items. Uh, gardening is putting together living things in a way that is harmonious. Uh, dance, you're putting together steps and also timing and your body. And music. And music. It's, it's all something that allows you to be creative and allows you, I guess, to a certain extent, escaping from everyday realities or hardships. It brings you a sense of peace and balance inside. And although I know from firsthand experience, uh, choreography can be quite challenging. Mm -hmm. um, it balances out in the end by being so rewarding once it's completed. Mm -hmm. So, also looking at um, how they're stretching ideas of what art is. I would say, and this came up in an interview before as well. With, um, it might have been multiple. Um, that even if you are just adding flair to a dance, that's still recombining things. You know, something, some steps or movements or expressions from outside of the dance, combining that with the dance, now you've created something new that is your unique take on it. That's yes. still creation and expression. That's still art. Yes. So if you are nervous that... Um, you, you're not ready for choreography yet, but you do want to feel artful. That's still artful. Just yeah. putting your own 
different movement in with all the other normal ones. Absolutely. Number 10. You will learn things about yourself you didn't know. During hours spent alone engaged in your creative task, your thoughts and mindset will be shifted into a state of complete freedom from stress, anxiety, and negativity. Having a flow experience is something beyond words. Uh, yeah, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I've said it a couple times already that, you know, it's you really figure out things about yourself um, when you're creating a new dance or even just, you know, like you had said, adding flair. Um, <clears throat> I had mentioned, you know, you discover emotions and movements and sensations and I know I personally have trouble trying to describe what it's like when you just have that flow that just works and it just keeps coming and you're like you don't want to stop because you're you know you don't want to lose what's what's going on right now because they can be really really rare to have such, you know, like a continuous flow. Um, and so you don't want to take it for granted. Mm. Um, <coughs> you want to. I definitely have an example of learning things about my body from when I was putting maybe some extra hips onto dances like Country Girl Shake It For Me um, back at Kodiak's because mm -hmm. um, there would be like little bump bump motions and I didn't know how interesting that would feel like especially when you're buying new jeans and yeah. buying boots and like having all these different fabrics and uh, textures and um, compression on like different limbs and like everything's just um, it was different for me because I was used to wearing like a lot of khakis and slacks and ill-fitting jeans and t-shirts and I really liked what I felt on the dance floor so I just started leaning more into that mm -hmm. and embracing that and then with choreography I, as I mentioned in our experiment reflections um, I do currently have a tendency towards certain movements and I'm still trying to figure out what that means about my body that it keeps wanting to do these styles of movement in different contexts with different music like what is it that it is engaging in my body every time that I would want to just keep doing it regardless of the song yeah so that's been a, a sort of a, a source of new learning about myself, exploration. And I do know, like, they had mentioned about how, like, time alone mm -hmm. can be really, really, like, awakening, mm -hmm. which is very true. Yep. Um, because rarely do we spend so much time alone um, with a self-discovering activity. You know, a lot of times our alone is reading a book or sleeping or, you know, doing 
house chores or something like where you don't really get to explore your thoughts or movements or um, emotions or anything like that and that alone is just going to open up so many doors for exploration in the future as well as if you're co-choreography you know if you're choreographing with someone else it's you learn a lot about yourself in how you handle what you're learning about the other person true Um, you really do learn a lot about the individual you're working with but then you learn about like where your tolerance is or like how you can work off of them or um where your strength or weakness may be um you know for instance in speaking with Jono he's really really good at if you give him a step he can tweak it and make it that much better you know he's really good at that and that that is something um you know that I'm personally looking forward to uh working with him with and potentially learning how he does that in hopes of actually growing from it too um as well as you know patience like hours and hours of choreography trying to get something accomplished can be frustrating um lack of food (laughs) um can be a hurdle that you have to overcome and it's it all teaches you something about what you can withstand as well as the other person yeah yeah I hadn't even thought about that but in some sense it's almost like a marathon where you don't want to quit until you know you're done but there's so many things that are telling you to stop now and you know if you do you're not you're probably not going to come back to it like not in the same way not in the same groove mm-hmm. not in the same mindset so you just power through and see how many more things how many more discomforts of the ankle or the stomach uh, you can take and like how much does that finished product mean to you that you're going to keep fighting for it mm-hmm. although sometimes it is good to take that temporary break yes refresh the don't day. go too far mm-hmm. but temporary break mm-hmm. Also, along with the um, being alone, it says, during hours spent alone engaged in your creative task. Uh, when you think about meditation, when they, uh, they tell you, you know, to start out, just try counting your breaths and just have that rhythm, that steady rhythm, mm-hmm. kind of be the backbeat of the activity. Uh, tapping out the beats for syncopation and whatnot, I can listen to a song over and over and over and I'm not really thinking about other things because I'm so engaged and alert and paying attention to what I'm what I'm hearing in the music so that I don't miss it when I'm marking it. Yeah. And that is almost its own form of meditation where other things go away I'm not worried about past or future stuff I'm right there with the beat tapping it out getting ready for the next section like as soon as the section I'm on ends I'm looping it back to the top and I can do that with time just flying by not ever really getting bored of the song because the like the task is to keep doing the thing 
So I'm not judging it. I'm not saying this is a boring song or something like that. Hopefully I've picked one that isn't boring. Uh, otherwise I wouldn't be putting so much time into it. Um, but even concepts like boring go away when it's just you and the beat together. Yeah. Next is number 11. You will challenge yourself to consistently grow. And there's no description underneath this one. That comes with learning new things. Mm -hmm. That comes with pushing yourself to go that five more minutes to come up with that one extra four counts, eight counts, you know. Um, By setting goals about what you want to accomplish during choreography and seeing yourself accomplish them and having to set new ones, it really pushes you to grow as well as um, one of the things that uh, I remember speaking with uh, Brenda Chateau about was how I have a hard time counting while I'm dancing because I am really one of those that feels it in the rhythm of the music and she, she told me you know if well if you want to get into choreography the best thing you can do is start working on counting because then you're going to see how other choreographers count and put things together and that's going to help you be a better choreographer um you know the more well-rounded you can be so that's something that I've been working on and since I started exploring into choreography I've also found myself a more alert dancer when it comes to what's being said, how it's being said, when it's being said, with the music and the movements. It's like I feel like the two have now kind of melded over together to help me become a more well-rounded dancer and choreographer. Um, and that's by, you know, pushing myself to grow, to take that extra step, to, you know, do that one little challenge. Um, I was trying to explain it to someone a while back. I don't remember who it was, but like when I, when I run and I'm getting tired and I'm like, I want to stop now, I'll look up ahead and I'll give myself a landmark Mm -hmm. or I'll listen to the, whatever song I'm listening to and be like, okay, whichever comes first, the end of the song or that landmark, that's when I'll stop. Well, once I'm there, I'm like, well, okay, the next thing. And I keep pushing myself and I keep giving myself these little goals to obtain so that I keep going until the point where it's like, okay, no, I really do need to stop now. Um, That's the same way I was looking at choreography where it's the, okay, I'll give this one more pass. Then I'll move on to a different eight count or I'll do move on to a different song. Um, You know, and then once you get that, okay, one more, one more, it, like slowly but surely unfold into a more complete process and then I you know learning how much my body and mind and emotion can take with some pop success it'll be said like you're only as good as your last song or you're only as good as your last book or in this case you're only as good as your last dance and if people know that you've been steadily progressing in how original 
your dances have been and interesting and then suddenly you're called to go to some event and you just throw something together I think it'll show I think people will know that you were just phoning it in Mm -hmm. and they'll know that you didn't try to grow or create something new because there's a difference between like putting steps together and then putting steps together in an interesting way that people haven't seen before or at least in a way that they can express themselves And I think if you are earnestly trying to grow and embrace the present and what what things you're feeling and what other people are feeling um, at that time, then that will show and people will see that you included something that's not your usual style or you just jumped completely into a musical style that you don't normally. touch normally. Um, and that will bring the respect that comes with it from those people. Like, they see that you're trying to do something uh, outside of your comfort zone. So they might learn it just to encourage you. Whereas, if you are just putting together some schlock, they might like you as a person, but they might not like your dance, and they might not tell anyone else that they should learn it or do it. So in that sense, like the natural selection of the, the dance world and what people decide to spend their time on will kind of force you to have to grow and keep moving forward. Otherwise, you'll become irrelevant quickly. And all the other people doing their interesting new dances that other people want to learn, they're going to pass you by and you won't be able to continue doing it for as long as you want. True story. Number 12. Making art is the ultimate brain boost. Once engaged in a form of art, your mind will constantly be churning with new thoughts, ideas, and imagery in a positive way. I feel like we've kind of already covered this one. Everything is line dance. (laughs) Everything. Oh, is that how we've covered this by any chance? (laughs) Everything is line dance, and after a while, you just start to see it. And your brain makes makes the connections. And now that I think about it, one thing we were talking about earlier, because we saw a truck with flaps on it that said Warren, we thought of Joey Warren, and I already look at things and think, this relates to line dance in some way. Um, I I was telling Megan, I would like to get to the point where things start to remind me of more and more people in the line dance community, and now that I think about it, I would also like to see movements... I guess I already see it to some extent with birds, but I I would like to see movements remind me of movements that are possible with the human body or with a large group of humans, such that it's almost like nature would then be choreographing for me, and all I have to do is make a step sheet. Yeah. That would be nice. And that would definitely... um, That's an example of your mind will be constantly churning with new thoughts, ideas, and imagery in a positive way. Well, and I know with um, choreography, like, I hear songs differently now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, completely differently than what originally, I would originally be like, oh, I love this song. It's got such a good, you know, rhythm and beat. And the music really, you know, like, t- talks about something like I'm going through. Now I'm like, could I dance to this? Yep. Could I create something to this? 
Um, what kind of movements do I see when I hear this song? Um, and it's almost every song now. It's can I see myself dancing to it? And if I can and I can see movements, I start following them. If not, then I just listen to the song and be like, oh yeah, that was a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good song. They did good there. Or they didn't, you know, whatever the case may be. It's like synesthesia when people <coughs> will hear songs and then see colors or other, you know, senses will cross over. Um, with me, it's more of like dances that I already know that I've learned. I I can do them when I'm driving and I'll just be doing the dance in my head. Uh, I would like to get to more of a point where new dances that like don't exist yet are starting to do themselves in my head. Yeah. And then, as you say, just following them as far as your brain will go Thank with you. them. Yeah. Number 13, you might not ever make a dime and be completely fine with it. There's no description for this one. <laughs> well, I think it kind of says what it says. A lot of people do it part-time. There are a few people who are doing this full-time. Uh, I believe Ira Weisberg and Scott Blevins both have figured out a way. And I think maybe John Robinson as well. Um, they've all you know, figured out ways to tour or have merchandise or book really far in advance so that they don't have to do other things if they don't want to. They could, they could just do this. And then for other folks, uh, they're not really making money off of it. They are, you know, maybe your community center instructors, uh, senior center instructors, or even people who just go to events and then break even and then go back home and do their real, you know, jobby job, adult job. They still love it. You can still, you can see how passionate they still are for it, even if it isn't their full-time thing. And it's not like they need to prove to anybody, uh, that they love it and uh, like force themselves to make it a full-time thing because like if they if they aren't full-time then they're not really serious about it or something there are people there, there are people who have been doing this for years and have been part-time the whole time yeah yeah and that's fine <sighs> like you can have everything um, as long as you know how to balance it for yourself um, and that's by creating something like a dance it's so fulfilling in its own merits that if people like it and then you get some type of payment style out of it whether it's you know your comp to travel expense to teach somewhere or they actually pay you or whatever the case may be those are just added bonuses because if you find if you find something and fulfill whatever that need is in yourself first when it comes to creating the dance everything else is just extra Um, when it comes to (coughs) sorry um, sharing it with others that in itself is a reward as well Um, It's not necessarily money. It's... It's so fun... To be able to share such creations with the people who did it for me. Um, 
benefit because of their love and their passion and their hard work. Um, I feel like an appropriate phrase that I use frequently is I work hard to play harder. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just cre- getting to create with people or even dance with people, um, you know, like that is its, its payment in itself and reward that like I will take off for four days straight and dance and dance and dance until the cows come home you know then I come home and I immediately go right back into work Um, I don't make any money off of it at the moment I pay to do it yeah (laughs) but I couldn't imagine spending my time doing anything else because it is so fulfilling and so rewarding Here's one more before we uh, arrive at our destination. We got about five minutes till we get there. Number fourteen, it will change your way of thinking about the world in a good kind of way. You will start to see beauty and pattern in things you did not before. <coughs> so there's the example of birds flocking and fish schooling. I see them now and think about the sort of dance that they're all engaged in together, and nobody's really leading it. It just is something they're all doing in shared movement. Um, I even see people differently in some ways. Um, I've mentioned in previous episodes how if I imagine that whatever person I see on the road or wherever is a fellow line dancer, I cut them so much more slack in my head. Because I think, oh, they didn't really mean it. They were just stressed because of this or that thing. Like... They didn't know it was me, like, and I, I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't recognize that it was them. So, you know, that's why we just had that little bit of, oof, you know, in traffic. It's when it's a stranger, it's somebody different, like who's not part of this community. Then I'm like, ah, rah, rah, rah. But when it, you know, if I just imagine everyone as a potential line dancer, then I can cut them a similar sort of slack, you know, just in my head, and seeing what's possible for the breaking down of like political barriers and national barriers I know that people can get along from very different backgrounds um, and affiliations when they're in a dance environment together like all that stuff really truly does not matter it does not affect the way that we do the dance or where we stand in the room or with whom we sit so if it's possible there then I can go out into the bigger world and see how angry people get about all these things and still know that there's hope like because other people in this dance community have put that stuff aside and they get they get heated you should see some of these people's facebooks um there's still a place where it's safe and we can all just be together yeah yeah absolutely um another thing for me is because art and creating um is so fulfilling and so rewarding that it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And there's several things to be said about when a person's happy. One, they look their best. Um, Never fully dressed without a smile. You know, they're kinder. They're more willing to forgive. They are 
just, you know, in general, a more at peace individual because of the fact that they have something that, you know, they look forward to and something that, like, rewards them somehow in a way that is fulfilling and, you know, they can look at it like, well, this this might have been a bad day, but it's okay because tomorrow I'm going to be dancing or tomorrow I get to choreograph or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see more potential now when I hear certain songs. Uh, like we were saying, you, know, you hear music differently. Sometimes I'll hear like a really good moving three-minute track. Me like, this is gold. Has anybody tapped this mine yet? <laughs> and the potential for like a new blossoming creation is there where before it was just the song for itself. Yeah. All right. Well, we have found an open parking spot and we are going to go hunting for this social. We will see you when we are fully sweated out. (laughs) And we are back from both the social this morning Popping over to Stoney's for 10 minutes and now on our way to the Davis Graduate in Davis, across from UC Davis. We have some more items on this list. Number 15 is you'll work infinitely better with your creative team members. If you work with graphic designers, advertising people, or marketers, you'll understand what motivates these creative types. The best graphic designers are independent artists in their personal time. The best advertising people produce content for fun when not making creative for clients. I'm going to let you go first because I was slightly distracted by the bus. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oncoming traffic, indeed. Good for the driver to stay alert of that. Yeah. So, working infinitely better with your creative team members uh, as a creative person yourself. Yes, actually... That is um, one of those things that I know Kevin Lutz is very good about at Stoney's. Uh, he's a dancer first, so he knows what dancers would want from his business, Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. So if you are a choreographer yourself, like say Doug and or Jackie Miranda, and you're putting on an event, you know how to take care of the choreographers on your staff because you know what would make your life easier as a choreographer and you would want the same for all of them. That's a really good point. Yeah. And it's harder to understand those things from the outside uh, if you've never done what they do before. Well, and to kind of go off kind of a similar thing, um, when you're, you have experience of your own choreography under your belt, whether it's published or not, is beside the point if you go into a co-collaboration. Mm. Because you'll have a process in which you can at least start from um, and communicate with each other depending on whose process is what. Mm. Um, And if you've already choreographed things, you kind of have an idea in theory, obviously, about how steps can link together or um, certain tags that you may want to use and Uh, you know you can bring that to the table Mm. when you're joining with other people Um, as well as you know if you're also a dancer 
you know what you look for in songs. You know what you look for in steps. You know what certain things catch your attention that make you want to learn a dance that then you can apply into your choreography. So, hopefully fulfilling that need for someone else. I think it also gives you more patience. <coughs> um, as a choreographer collaborating with others, um, because you know it's not going to be a, just a quick and easy process. You can't just tell them, well, come on, like, here's 15 minutes, pop out the rest of these counts. I already did mine. I took six hours on mine, but, you know, you should be able to do this quicker. Like, that, that doesn't happen. You know that it takes a while, and it's going to take a while from them. And also, it helps you divvy things up equally if you are trying to keep it, um, you know, a roughly equal shared load of, of steps, then for you to take all like the 32 count easy chorus stuff and then you just shunt off all the seven count weirdness with like tags and whatever to your collaborator then it's gonna feel lopsided yes so if you yourself know that that could be a difficult section of the dance to do you might be more willing to take on some of that as opposed to not really knowing that there is a difference and uh, <coughs> trying to divide things up without thought for the other person. Very true. Number 16. Art is the most intimate form of self-expression and a way to connect with others on a deeper level than anything else. Well, I know I've already touched this topic a couple times um, because it is. It is a very intimate, personal, vulnerable thing to choreograph something to a to a dance you're putting yourself into it it's your hard work your sweat your thoughts your emotions your feelings um, and your movements and then to bring it to somebody else anybody else um, can be a very vulnerable thing sorry um driving in the rain gotta love it yep um as well as, um, you know, it's one of the best creative ways to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I have experienced personally, and I hope I never experienced the opposite, is even though it is a very vulnerable thing, um, and it can be very scary... Generally speaking, the people in the line dance community, especially fellow choreographers, are really, really supportive of your desire to want to choreograph, as well as, like, helping approach the situation in which, like, for instance, um, giving you feedback, because they've been there before, they don't necessarily sugarcoat things, but they can, you know, give you a, a critique without being mean. So, that's been my experience, at least. They use the word intimate, and for me, when I think of intimacy, I think of things like secrets and special things that you share with... Usually, you think of it in the context of another person. 
So, like, if there are things that you've experienced together, but, like, you don't tell anybody, even your closest friends, it's just, like, that one special thing that you guys have together, uh, then that would be, that, that, that's uh, an example of intimacy. Yeah. And I think that intimacy in choreography can be, like, the secret that, if you're co-collaborating with somebody else, um, I guess that would just be collaborating. If you're collaborating with somebody else, then you might insert a couple moves and not really explain why they're there, but you and your collaborator know why. Mm -hmm. So you can share that special thing with them. Or if it's something that you're doing just for you as a, as a sole choreographer behind a dance, there might be something that means a lot to you and makes you feel a certain way, but it isn't obvious. So other people might just kind of gloss over it, but for you, you know that there's a special story and meaning behind that one specific thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like something you're going through or the environment in which you are choreographing. Like maybe it's some song about like breaking free and you're choreographing in the middle of some closet-sized room <laughs> and nobody else knows that you know you live that way if you're like one of these uh, people who's like traveling all the time maybe they can't afford a big place but they always portray themselves as having like a bigger than life personality so they must live in like a mansion or something to contain all that maybe they live really simply and by putting in these very expressive movements showing like this was all I could this was all I could do in my tiny little room, but I'm going to get out of here. Like, that's something that you know personally as the choreographer motivated that decision. And to anybody else, it would just be like, oh, that's neat, they did the thing with their arms. Like, yeah, it's your secret. Yeah. And you're, it's funny, because it's a secret that you're exposing to thousands of people all over the world. But it's still your secret if you don't tell them why. Yeah. Number 17, following art is the most intimate form of self-expression. 17 is find passion again. If you have lost that incredible passion you once had for life, finding a form of art to work on is a surefire way to re-spark it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so your dance journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. It's true. Um, I mean, obviously I started back out as a dancer before I started even remotely toying with the idea of being a potential choreographer um, and it was life was mean and hard and negative and a battle every single day like just to find a reason to keep going was you know frustrating um, and then finding dance again was just like you said break free you know it was everything just exploded from there um, and I've met so many amazing people and encouraging people and people I've learned from and grown from and people who have pushed my comfort zones in a way that I never thought I would ever get to because I was so safe and comfortable in that little box mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, to have 
things brought to my attention that like now force me to look at things a different way because of dance and choreography and um, as well as um, you know I'm, I'm so new to all of it in the sense of like I'm really dancing for several years but like really truly dancing for like eight or nine months now um and so many choreographers and instructors have been gracious enough to work with me um and talk with me about things and I'm so thirsty for knowledge and they're so generous with it that um I almost feel like I'm monopolizing their time. Mm. <laughs> but, like, to find out things like, you know, learn counting. Learn counting of a dance. Don't just feel it, because then you're going to see how the choreographer see, saw the music mm. um, and the movements. Or, you know, just simply try this arm movement, you know. It will incorporate more of your body or, you know dancing with the space around you or I mean there's so much stuff that has just opened my eyes and I have just recently made a post about like it's amazing how having a positive outlook and attitude towards things and really making yourself a positive thinker how that changes things mm. But I had to have a place to start from. And that was where the dance came in. You know, that was where the dealing with changing movements. Like, once... I mean, I really broke free for sure once I started dancing um, with you specifically. But, like, when everything really came loose was when I started playing with the dances. That was when, you know, like, you couldn't hold me back if you tried. And that was, that was roughly when I started going, okay, well, if I can, like, change this movement here, I'm moving, I'm still moving with the crowd. I'm still landing on the same foot to do in the next movement, but I've changed that movement. Could I choreograph? Is that something I would be interested in? How much do I love these dances? Well, I love dancing. I would love to contribute back to somebody. You know, and it's just one thing after another. So, there is no doubt in my mind that <clears throat> any form of art can change your life. Um, but, with the topic specifically being dance, like, hands down, you're not going to find a better community out there. It's definitely reinvigorated my excitement over a couple different places in the dance world have like choreography and also the podcast as um, <laughs> as creative outlets. Um, around December, and I think I've mentioned this before in previous episodes. After going to Windy City Line Dance Mania in October mm -hmm. and Vegas Dance Explosion in November. Mm -hmm. And then looking at the charts in December and seeing all these new dances that weren't even at either of those but were choreographed in December, mm -hmm. I was starting to feel a little uh, something akin to disillusioned. Like, why are we learning these dances 
if they're not even gonna be like spoken of a month later <coughs> like have we already forgotten are they are they already passe and it just made me feel like you know running on a uh, like a hamster running on a treadmill or something like you're always trying to catch up and you're always trying to learn the newest things but then the no- next month and the next couple events come and whatever you learned you don't even get to do anywhere so it was frustrating because uh, yeah. it made me wonder like what was the point of learning the new ones should I just be waiting three months to see whether they even stick to see whether it was worth learning them uh, and to some extent I, I still kind of do that like it took me a while to get on the shady train because uh, I saw it come out and I thought wow like this is cool but like I wasn't fully sold yet on whether it was going to be done anywhere or whether anybody would learn it with me and after a while and seeing it taught in Palm Springs and then Big Bang like I was really excited to have learned it uh, in Palm Springs Mm -hmm. and I'm happy that I know it now and we were able to do it also at Big Shots with you know the SoCal folks yeah Uh, so I I was glad that that one worked out but I I still feel like a lot of them are going up the charts then going back down the charts then you never see them again and it's, it's it's weird to have that um, that rapid of a turnover. Mm-hmm. Now choreography um, gives you the opportunity to decide when you are going to do your own dances. Like you don't have to be at everyone else's mercy and just do what's being done. If it's your dance, you do it because you want to do it. You just find an open space and you put on the music and you do it like it's under your control and technically you could do that with anybody else's as well but you can also release it immediately you could release it later there's so much more that you're in control over when it's your own work Uh, also it does give you more of those activities like tapping out the counts on an index card or hunting for new music which I currently find very exciting yeah seeing stuff like the day it comes out and trying to assess whether it has potential as a line dance track whether it checks off enough boxes for the community Um, and also the podcast especially when they're talking about you know finding your passion again uh, if you have lost that incredible passion you had for life finding a form of art to work on is a surefire way to respark it I used to take notes about things all the time in undergrad and this at this point was 20 years or not 10 20 years ago when I was 20 about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and I still have all those notes I would write down things that I observed about the world what I believe to be true what I think motivates people to do this or that choice and I would do nothing with it I wouldn't talk with those things to talk about those things with anyone unless they were like willing to have a sit-down chat at like 10 at night until 2 in the morning if it was like one of my roommates or something but for the most part those thoughts went nowhere and then I started doing it with line dance once I started looking more deeply into the dance world and I would again find reasons for why things are the way they are in the world or with people and I still have so many back archive of notes of um, all the different things that I've thought or discovered or just considered but at least now, with the podcast, I have somewhere to put them, and I have somebody to talk with about them. Mm-hmm. So at least with the new thoughts that come to mind, I can I can voice them very quickly upon having those thoughts. Um, 
maybe you know eventually I'll get through all of the archived notes that I have and you know it'll all end up voiced but that's one of the things that I've been afraid of is um, like if, if anything ever happens to me that nothing will come of all the notes that I've taken over the years so this helps me um, I don't know n- not have to fear that at least I got these thoughts out and it gets me excited like any new trip we're able to take for a long drive I think well, what could we talk about for that drive yep or if there's an event that has exposed us to new things you know what what sorts of things did we learn from that event or recently with um, the choreography experiment uh, not just here's a new thing let's try it but like here's here's a thing let's try it and record the entire process share it with everybody to see you know, if they want to try it and have similar results and then break it down afterwards to really assess what did we learn not just let's do this and then it's over and then we don't even know why we did it like what did we come away with afterwards and yeah. having a place to put all that where people actually listen to it afterwards like what? Bless your hearts by the way seriously <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that, that gives me definitely that you know, passion feeling that they describe in the heading it's it's um it's an adventure. Yeah, it's certainly, I mean, you you personally are probably one of the biggest influences right now in my pushing the creative boundaries. Mm. Um, just because you're so energized about so many things when it comes to like, well, let's try this. Well, let, let's, let's see if we can make a dance in the first day. Mm. You know, like stuff that I would never in a million years te- attempt on my own. But, like, certainly would consider it. And so to have someone, like, to also work off of in this particular scenario um, is certainly helpful. And you know, I've, I've said it a couple times, too, during dancing or whatever, like, I feed off of your energy and, you know, like, how excited you get about certain dances. And it, like, it brings me up a notch, too. And then, like, you know, and then afterwards we have people telling us how much fun we are to be around and how much fun they, like, they have dancing with us because we have so much energy and they just feed off of it. So it's like, you know, we just have this cycle that's going around. Um, and it, it just, it's an amazing experience and it's totally renewed my passion for life not just, you know, seeing things better or even just my passion for dance has been renewed. It, it's life in general. Like, I look mm. forward to 99% of my days. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah, there's those one or two days that really just kick you in the teeth. But ultimately, I go, you know what? It's okay. It's just a day because tomorrow, who knows what can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I could go out dancing. I could choreograph dances. I can, you know meet a new choreographer I can meet a new friend or you know something there's so much potential now because of it yeah it feels like there's a direction to things and it's not just going nowhere like if you don't have things to look forward to you can get into that slump of like why am I even alive why do I get up what's this money for what am I spending it on am I just like pacifying myself with this and that consumptive activity but now you can plug stuff into your calendar months in advance yes. and have that to look forward to and then when it feels like it's too far away there's probably something coming up within that month <laughs> that you can plug in and look forward to and even if there's nothing scheduled by others like an event or a dance night 
That can be the day that you finally learn that really hard dance that you've been putting off. And every time you learn one of these dances, I find it changes you a little bit. Yeah. Like the way that you were before you learned that dance and the way that you are afterward, like you feel more accomplished. You feel like more is possible because you did get it down finally. Um, you learn about yourself like I will keep losing this dance in my head if I don't review it once every three weeks or something like and get it on or boys like you or something like that and by knowing that you can then be more careful with dances you really don't want to lose and do them as much as you can so that they become like second nature yeah well and, and that's um, two perfect examples for me personally of dances that have just totally challenged me and have have changed me um shady and stomp your feet Mm. oh gosh like (laughs) those two dances have just really pushed me in a way that you know like originally i would have shied away from Mm. because i would have been like uh no that's way too complicated and here i am at the point where because i have this this now drive and this passion I was like, I want to attempt the hard ones because I've known from past experiences how a certain dance can actually change how you, your body moves, your technique and your form and how you see songs mm-hmm. and just everything. Like, especially with different movements where, you know, like you're not used to it um, or you'd never seen it before. Like once you get it into your body that's just one more tool that you can use when you choreograph something. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't worry as much um, about where a dance is done or where it could yeah. potentially be done. Something like Stomp Your Feet, I mean, before I might have given myself the excuse, like, well, if it's not really done anywhere that I go, I don't really need to learn it because, you know, mm-hmm. when would I do it or whatever. But if it looks fun enough, it doesn't matter where it's done. If it's done in your garage, that's still a great four minutes of you doing it yeah so there's really no limit anymore for like uh, or or excuses for why not to why to learn a dance or not like if you want to do it you can do it and if you have a very flexible dj who's willing to test stuff out thank you patrick thank you jeff yeah thank you will (laughs) like people people will see you enjoying the heck out of that dance and then they'll want to learn it and now what you thought was impossible like oh they'll never play this dance here like this isn't this kind of this this, this dance is not uh, the sort that's done here now other people are requesting it yeah so even when you're not there like with Broken Heart at the grad and I guess sometimes at Stoney's well, or more, the Beast at Stoney's especially yeah and more dessert mm-hmm yeah like things that you'd think would never make it into the bar scene because the bar scene is the way that it is like now it's just commonplace like of course it's done there it's on the list exactly yeah and having again bringing it back to passion like just that sense that things are not impossible anymore fewer and fewer things are looking impossible Mm -hmm. opens up my world so much like things that um, weren't even on my radar before as being possibilities now almost look like commonplace like other people do it I know those people Maybe I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I love my quotes. What can I say? Mm. But um, Audrey Hepburn, uh, nothing is impossible. The very word says I'm possible. Mm. So it's amazing what positivity 
can do for a person and change mm-hmm. everything. All right, number 18. Change people's lives, make others think. An amazing, unexpected byproduct of making art is that you can bring happiness to thousands of people you'll never meet. This is something amazing about sharing art through digital technologies. And once in a while, you'll get an email from someone letting you know how much your art means to them. It's an indescribable feeling. Well, I can't necessarily directly speak to the never meet. Mm. Because if you go to these events, you eventually will meet everybody. Mm. This is true. Um, But I know that there's been several different dances as a dancer that I have learned um, that have just moved me in certain ways. Um, Perfect example is uh, When You Love Someone by Gary O'Reilly. I mean, I learned that back, what, September? Um, By Joey Warren. And I, that dance was just so, the song, the dance, just everything was so emotional for me and so just like shockingly personal at the same time that it wasn't. Mm. Um, and when I finally met him just two weeks ago, you know, I was able to express to him how much I love that dance and how much it meant to me and how grateful I am. And then he was able to share the story about that dance of like how he found the music and what his, what his purpose was and like how he felt when he was choreographing it and how excited he was um, because he loves that dance himself and he wanted to, to dance it so badly with us because of how much it meant to us um, and how much it meant to him. Like that was such a special moment. Um, you know, another one, it's not... It's not, like, anything crazy spectacular, but um, Boomerang by Cat Painter. I love that dance. I feel pretty when I dance that dance. I have fun, and it's just it's light but sweet, but, you know, like, again, pretty. And so when I was able to finally tell her how much I love that dance, you know, like, she was absolutely elated that, you know, I, I was able to compliment that dance. And so, like, you know, she was really excited to hear my feedback because that meant something to her. Um, same thing with um, Amy Glass. Her clap, clap, clap is my happy song. It's my happy dance. I love that dance. I get so excited. And, you know, like, to be able to share that with her is so much fun. Um, and all three of those dances I learned prior to like either meeting the choreographer or getting the instruction by the choreographer like I'm I got it from somewhere else um clap 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 I got it from the step sheet and um from Brenda Chateau like those were the two things that like I had just started looking at it and then she taught it that night so I was like yes even better um you know Joey Warren excuse me Joey Warren taught me When You Love Someone by Gary O'Reilly. And then um, Boomerang was not taught by Kat at Stoney's. It was, uh, I can't think of her name, but one of the other assistant uh, instructors there. Like, so I had learned those dances not by the original choreographer. So then to, like, go to them and be able to express how much those dances mean to me was something really important for me to let them know. I mean, and there's so many more dances that I could just go on and on about, but I'll let you talk. 
<laughs> so in the heading where it says change people's lives, make others think. I I mean, I look at when, when Roy moves, when Roy Hedisabrodo does anything, it looks like art. Like him and Rachel both just have this way of adding flair and telling a story with parts of their body that aren't really mentioned in the step sheet. Um, like the beast. That, the experience of watching him add his own flair and art to the beast. Oh yeah. That definitely was a uh, change people's lives, make others think experience for me because that was where I started looking at modifications beyond just, you know, what fancy stuff the people at Stoney's were doing. Um, like in the front row of you know, doing four on the floor or something. Yeah. Like I, I would see that changes could be made, but with him, it was so much more. It was like beyond just turning a, a half turn into like a one and a half turn or right. something like that. It was like this whole complex. A grapevine into a rolling grapevine. Yeah. So like I didn't know just how much you could play with a dance and then watching the videos with you know, him and the other young folks uh, in Europe doing the beast and we've talked about it before but it's like it gave us permission to start bending them to nearly unrecognizable levels um, just seeing how far you can push the limits and I mean on a very small scale like that's kind of what things were like for me um, way way back in like Kodiak's times Kodiak Jacks um where just doing the dances and like feeling in a different way, like experiencing different physical movements made me think like, if no one's bothering me about this, like I could really get into this. Like there's nothing stopping me. And that was a big moment for me. It was like knowing that that was possible for me um, and that there wasn't really a problem with it. Um, with this, with like seeing what other people are doing with their choreography or just adding flair to things, and also seeing that everyone is so tolerant of it, um, I I just want to push my own choreography that much more and see what I can do that seems weird and almost unnatural, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. And even seeing that um, at Big Bang, very unusual movements in, um, I guess Booty Swing was one of them, and then the other one, by uh, Keila Cosgrove, the, I think it was like Bengali something or other. Um, like they were doing arm movements that I'm really, really not used to seeing to music that I'm not used to hearing um, in line dance contexts. But even though it seems strange right now, that kind of strangeness is going to make people think differently about their own dances. So they might not go that far but they'll definitely borrow from that influence. And it's like uh, when you go to a fashion show and people are coming down the runway with really bizarre stuff, like Lady Gaga type stuff. Um, it's not like a literal representation of things that people are going to wear out in the street. Like if they're wearing a whole bunch of like weird rainbow colored fur, this and that, like it's not so that they can wear that in real life. It's a way of showing what can be done so you can borrow elements of that for your actual street clothes designs. Mm -hmm. 
there's a, a quote that I'm not uh, I'm not sure exactly how it goes so I'll paraphrase it but um, it's like living out on the edge is where you get the best view because like if you're in the middle if you're just playing it safe and you look around and everybody else is playing it safe like you don't see the future you just see the present and you aren't able to innovate whereas if you're going way out on a limb and you you just see like the void and maybe a few twinkling stars like you are the pioneer and the explorer that's going to be sharing what you find like Prometheus with everybody back home and sometimes I feel that way going to circuit things uh, circuit events and then bringing some of these dances back to the line dance club or to Stoney's uh, it it changes the way that we think and then we are able to share that with others and change the way that they think like showing people what is possible with line dance uh, even just dressing in a way that's both country and circuit appropriate I feel like helps to do that to, to share that with people and um, gets them into a new mode of thought yeah no, very true we're going to pause for a moment to make responsible driving decisions and take the right exits because we don't know where we are right now. <laughs> Woo! Adventures. We'll see you in a moment. And we are back. Three left on this list. Number 19, finding meaning. You can find incredible meaning in life by pursuing creative expression. It can be just what you need to conquer internal negativity and conflicts and experience personal growth. I feel like I just explained this one in the last one. Because, huh. like, yeah, I mean, we found purpose, we found passion, we found drive, we found growth, we found challenge. Um, all through dance and choreography. Also, so. there are additional, you know, like, there's the experience of just enjoying the dance for itself but then you also have like the Cowtown Cowgirls who do fundraising for um, MS yeah. and uh, PKD uh, then you've got Dance, Dancing for the Dream which is a charity that Joe Thompson's involved with Scooter Lee uh, with seniors and you've got the Line Dance Foundation that uh, a Line Dancer over in the UK does so there's dancing for exercise and all those other you know, great basic physical reasons and then there's dancing to bring everyone together and to share and to give uh, to validate each other and each other's life experiences to support your friends just by learning and, and doing their dance um, there's so many things just beyond like monkey see monkey do uh, that give it more meaning and put more emotion behind it and um, expand what's possible with just a simple physical activity. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Also, I've heard that like humans are meaning-making machines, so even if you show somebody some abstract thing, like a Rorschach test or something, people will find something that it resembles. And... If you go to an art museum, you'll see a lot of this. You know, people trying to interpret what the author or the, the artist meant when they created this piece. And 
some dances can be like that too. Like if it's not explicitly obvious what's going on, you can sometimes draw out why this movement is there. Um, if you saw Skinny Love for the first time without audio, it would probably seem very strange. Yeah. And then you hear the music and you see how it's not just a random falling forward, it's when they say uh, certain lyrics that suggest um, like balance and falling and things like that. Yeah. Um, or that, that feeling of my, my, my of just like overwhelming emotion um, with whatever it is you're going through and then you're shaking your hands forward like you're trying to get that emotion out. Yeah. And on its own, it would just seem like you know you got wet hands, you're shaking them dry. But like with the music, it that that motion now has a meaning. It's mm-hmm. expressing a specific feeling, which everybody would ex- probably experience in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. So finding meaning in movement, and not just having random movement, but um, movement that does something to you and draws some some feeling from you. That's a, a way that you can find meaning with this creative art. Number 20, spending time alone can be beautiful. Many in society have a fear of being alone, but I can guarantee you artists are not among those who fear solitude. In fact, they embrace it and find the time to be and find that time to be some of their favorite moments alive while working on their craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I mean some of that has to do with for me anyways. Um, the fact that it is a very private and emotional time in when I'm choreographing certain things. Um, and it's, you know, I get frustrated or I get tired or, you know, I get actually emotional for it. Um, that it's sometimes easier to be by myself because I'm able to actually let myself go into those those places whereas I might be self-conscious about it if somebody else is in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like when I... I have one rule when I journal. If the thought comes into my head, it goes on the page. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a fleeting thought or like if it's a very, very severe thought. It's the easiest way for me to be truthful with myself. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a very easy way to follow it down the rabbit holes, as I like to to put it, um, into where you get to the real emotion, mm-hmm. the real nitty gritty stuff. Um, choreography is that way for me. Mm-hmm. I'm able to really find things out about myself and how I may connect with a song and a certain movement or how that particular movement hits in the song that, you know, when I'm by myself, I allow myself to go there mm-hmm. because I'm the only one who sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I choreograph by myself, I mean, I love chore- I loved choreographing with you. Like, it was so much fun. Um, but when I'm choreographing from by myself, I find out a whole lot more about my emotions 
and what I'm trying to express as opposed to like when I was with you, I found out what I'm capable of. Like mm. there's two different things, both equally important, but I love, I loved the both experiences is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's just one more, one more way to get a fix for this drug called line dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like I, I think it's, I'm not afraid to be alone. I'm not afraid. I mean, obviously I prefer to learn dances with other people because it's a shared experience and you get to bond that way, but I'm not afraid to learn dances by myself either, mm-hmm. you know? And it's a nice way to spend time because of the fact that, you know, if I am by myself for an hour or two, it's, oh no, what do I do? No, not at all. It's, hey, look, I have time to work on a dance. Whether it's making one or learning one, mm-hmm. that's time that I have now, you know, so. Yeah, and for me in the past few days, it's been you know, hunting for new music and, uh just knowing that like there's always something new coming out every day so if I have a few minutes then I can stay up to date and and, um, see what's out there and then maybe share it with with other people Uh, it's interesting seeing certain dances put people in that solo non-interactive zone like there are others where like clap 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 watching you and Jesse play uh, I love my Jesse yeah um, like with that it's it's a, an experience that's it's still safe it feels like you know nothing really bad is going to happen from, from doing it um, but there also isn't as much like risk um, whereas like seeing for example Jesse doing something like Sound of Silence oh my and among all the other people like you can see they're all having their own individual experience and Nobody interacts. That's not really. That's not an interactive sort of dance. Um, but like people aren't really alone when they're doing it. Yeah. So it's like this agreement where everybody drops their shields. They're having their own experience in their own bodies with the music. So in that sense, like with you know this this prompt topic thing, spending time alone can be beautiful. You can still feel like you're having your solo experience while being among others who <coughs> are also doing that. <clears throat> and um, and then when you know the song reaches its conclusion, you can look around and see that you were with other people, even though you were doing it in your own head and with yourself. Also, I want to give a shout out to Andrea Mulbauer, uh, who has, has been talking about journaling lately in um, her podcast, Dance Like Everyone's Watching, uh, she says that it's very important to write everything down, and it gives you a way that you can measure your progress to see what sorts of things were on your mind before and what you were working on before. And at the time, it doesn't seem like anything out of the ordinary because you're just writing down exactly what's going on right then. Uh, But then looking at that later and seeing what becomes normal later, you might have... Uh, a very surprised experience looking at the other stuff like what's normal 
on a day when you journal about like um, going out to Mavericks and like this is this is what I experienced when I danced today versus oh well you know today I did a demo with Amy and then with <laughs> Joe and like that that is normal for that day but looking at the two days back to back you see oh my gosh my life has become extraordinary <laughs> right yeah seriously though yeah and taking that time with yourself to recognize. I mean, there isn't always somebody else to point it out to you. Sometimes somebody will, like, punch you in the arm and be like, dude, do you know, like, how many things are possible for you now that weren't before? Like, I hope you appreciate and you're having fun with, like, all this stuff that you're doing. If there isn't somebody to do that, then your your time reflecting on it uh, will give you that feeling of gratitude. And it's yeah. important to, to do that so that you just you are aware of how amazing your life is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times I've said it that I hope I never get used to how amazing my life has become just so that I never take what I get to do for granted. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's it really is a blessing. And I wouldn't feel this way if it wasn't for dance mm-hmm. and the amazing people I've met because of it. Mm-hmm. So, I think also being alone with your choreography can help you accept changes in your own body like if there are things that you might have put in a dance before but now time has moved and you and you hurt your ankle yeah or whatever else <laughs> uh, if you feel hip. like you don't want to do 166 beats per minute songs or whatever it might be as as you progress in your dance journey um, then just coming to terms with that on your own and not just you know if somebody if somebody comes along and wants to collaborate with you and and uh, you feel pressured to do all these things that you don't feel like are really appropriate for you anymore um, then you'll discover that when you're attempting those things solo and you'll you'll think okay well if anybody asks me about this I'm not going to necessarily agree to it right away because I know how my body feels when I try to do this mm-hmm Number 21, last item on our list, an outlet for excessive emotion. Feeling frustrated, depressed, anxious, angry, art is the ultimate personal healer during stressful times. Art is something amazing, all passionate individuals, oh, and I think this is just the outro of the the article. Art is something amazing, all passionate individuals can make a part of their lives. No matter what type of art you make, it is one of the most fulfilling things you can do as a conscious and a creative person. Anyone can find the artist within. The transformation of those people into more positive, well-rounded human beings is true, honest, and incredible to witness firsthand. As an artist, I have taken much time to help others who came to me looking for guidance in helping them find their path. If you're an artist, this is something you have probably experienced too. This can be even more fulfilling than creating your own art. A form of art is within you as well. I am sure of it. And before we address number 21, 21 I'm just going to uh, repeat that this um, this article is entitled 21 Reasons You Should Create Art. And it says, here's a great article I found by Adam Singer at Future Buzz. So I'm thinking they just copied this over from there. Hopefully I'm crediting this to the right person, Adam Singer at Future Buzz. Number 21, again, was... An outlet for excessive emotion. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've had a rough day in which I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to put on some songs. 
I'm going to dance, whether it's I'm learning the dance, I've already learned the dance and I'm playing with the dance or I'm creating the dance. It did not matter. It was, okay, this is, I'm going to change my thought process by doing something that matters to me, that I love, that I can lose myself in, that I can express myself and just exhaust myself. Um, Perfect example about excessive emotions. I was beyond max capacity for my nervous energy when Joe asked me to demo Keep It Grooving. I immediately forgot the dance, which I know the dance. My body knows that dance. Um, But in that moment, I completely forgot the whole dance. And, you know, I had her break it down for me. And I I had some time. So I went outside. I danced it a bunch. And I was stressing out. And that's when I was like, you know what? No. No. You're going to put on a happy dance. (laughs) So I went to Clap, Clap, Clap by Amy because that is my happy dance. And I did that a couple times. And, like, I let go of all the frustration and all of the nervous energy and just all the worry because I was having fun in the moment and I was just letting go. And then I went back to keep it grooving. Didn't mess up the whole dance. I was like, all right, you got this. Let it go. You know this. And then, you know, the demo went great with Joe. Um, And then, you know, Amy also... Huh. Amy then asked me to demo clap, clap, clap. So, you know, then that, that got to start all over again. But at least I got to go on and do my happy dance as my release for the demo. So, you know, it worked. Um, but it's a great way to, I don't want to say distract yourself because that's not the word I'm, I'm looking for, but distract yourself to the to a point in which then you let go Hmm. and then you release all the energy Hmm. so I have three and just to be sure I don't forget what they are one of them has to do with guy liner one of them has to do with new flow and the other one has to do and I guess I'll start with the other one um It's a way of reasserting your ability to choose. If, you, if you're choreographing a dance, <laughs> maybe none of the other dances you're learning are really hitting the spot for you. So then you just make your own dance, and maybe mm-hmm. that'll hit all the spots for you. Um, like I was saying earlier, it, you're not subject to what other people are doing, necessarily. You don't just have to learn what your class has been learning for the past couple of weeks. Like, you decide what you feel like moving to and then you move that way and then you have a dance and if you want to share it with other people you you can Um, with new flow and I think make it shake I learned those on a night when I was feeling like I was experiencing a lack of personal control Um, I was not happy and those were dances that I had been meaning to learn so I just say, you know what? Heck with it. I'm going to learn them. I just moved this stuff out of out of the way in my room, cleared a little bit of you know, dance floor, uh, which about, I guess it was about the size of a queen-size mattress. <laughs> That's how much dance floor I have in my room. Uh, and 
I decided that I was going to learn those. Like, they looked difficult, and they took a while, especially new flow, because it was so weird for me doing all the eight and ones and all that stuff. Um, I mean, now I can like do it in my sleep just about, but at the time, I needed that hurdle to jump over and mm-hmm. get through so that I could feel I am <coughs> capable and I can do what I want. Yeah. And that also sometimes comes out on nights like I, there was a night that I had in, I want to say December, mm-hmm. when I was feeling especially frustrated with how things were going um, in, life. In, in a different aspect of life and I needed to take back my sense of personal power and just feel confident. So I dressed in a way that felt confident and I put on some guy liner, which I I used to do a lot more of back in, I don't know, Mavericks days maybe, and uh, and the grad, like starting out going to the grad. And I did those dances that I did hard. And like I needed that. I needed to feel like I could strut a little bit. Because usually I don't. I don't really feel like I need to strut. Like I feel happy just doing whatever it is I'm doing with whatever dances that come on. And it's a very... Uh, neutral is not the right word, but um, not so charged, not so aggressive uh, form of dancing that I usually do. And this, I needed to feel that aggression, and I needed to get it out, and I needed to know that I could, and I, knew, I needed to know that I still had that in me and that I could whip it out at will. Um, and then once I did, I felt comfortable, and I was able to go back to normal. Uh, but that was a night when I had excessive emotion that needed to be processed, and dance certainly helped me do that. And if we're looking at it in the, the sense of you know, creativity uh, or what you personally bring to a dance that isn't always in the step sheet, I was doing dances in that way as well with my feeling behind it and with my individual flair because I needed to feel irreplaceable and, um, and personally competent and unique. Um, so I expressed that with things that other people might not think to do or potentially couldn't do. And that felt good. It wasn't, it wasn't rubbing it in anyone's face. It wasn't to make anyone on the floor look less than or whatever. But I just needed to know that I could do those things still. Because I was starting to wonder like, if, if the things that I used to feel were true about me weren't anymore. So turns out they were they're still true <laughs> so I felt good about that yeah. yeah I mean it's it's a, an amazing feeling to let go mm-hmm. and all kinds of art does that and it especially does it when you're creating it mm-hmm. um you can you can get to a certain level of it when you're just performing it or doing someone else's but when it's yours there's so much more possibilities so it's it's massively important mm-hmm. any final thoughts in addition to those on uh, these 21 reasons you should create art besides the fact that it's going to make you grow because you're going to find things out about yourself that you could 
never would have considered as a possibility. The biggest thing I can say, and I've already said it in the first half of this, was whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're usually right. Mm. So think you can and get out there and do it. I would say maybe art is life. And I think they mentioned it somewhat in uh, how to be human is to create or try to create. And I think it's a good way of saying I was here. I showed up. I was on this planet and it mattered that it was me. And I had something to create and to give. And when I'm gone, humanity will be that much further moved along I didn't just <laughs> do the job of a robot um, and move things down the line in a replaceable way I brought something new to the world that had never been seen before and just imagine how many th- new things we would see if everybody uh, made a point to to approach what they do in that way even if they're doing something that seems mundane or commonplace if they're doing it in a way that's them, then and that way that they write somebody's name on a Starbucks cup could turn around the person's entire day. Like it might have a little smiley face or a heart over the eye or something. And that little bit of art just made the world a little bit better. Yeah. Contribute to someone's life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, slightly off topic slightly on topic um, I can't tell you how moved and affected I am about the current group of people that join me on my daily posts Cat, Kalea, Emily Amelia Marie um, Laura there's I mean uh, Jasmine, there's there's people that like uh, Jennifer too. Um, barely in passing met, maybe not even have met, or like just you know, hi, my name is whatever. It's so great to see you. You know, I love how, what you do on the dance floor, whatever. And then we're Facebook friends, and they have taken upon themselves to join me in my daily postings of some form of gratitude. And to see them keep it up on their own, like when I haven't made my post for the day and I'm the last one to see them make theirs, it's so rewarding and so fulfilling. And I'm so grateful for them to want to be a part of that. And all it took was them wanting to be a part of it and doing it. So, I mean, it's something as simple as that that can totally make someone's day so yeah what's the hashtag this this <clears throat> month uh this month being february it's a uh, hashtag 28 days of love uh we're getting pretty close to march so and what's that one gonna be um that one's gonna be of luck mm. things that make you feel lucky yep all right well 
good luck to all of you out there <laughs> on on whatever dance floor you find yourself. At. Yeah. Um, may you may you create some good art. May you create some art that you wonder about, but then the next time you create art, maybe it's a little <laughs> more forward in, in the direction of your journey. Um, and again, thank you so very much to everybody who continually listens to these pretty much like opinion discussion, right. two hour long <laughs> rant rampages. Because um, we enjoy doing them. And the thought that there are people out there who actually get to the ends of these. Like, wow. <laughs> Brave souls. Yeah. Brave souls. We would definitely we love, love to, you. to we chat do. with any of you as well. If you'd yes. like to you know, ride shotgun or backseat drive. Um, one of these trips uh, we'd definitely <laughs> like to hear your thoughts as well or if you're at an event oh yeah come please. up say hi at us yes if you're at an event with, that we just so happen to be at we would we would love to chat talk get names get hugs mm-hmm. mm-hmm. alright so, well happy um, dancing happy dancing we'll see you out there